welcome to the all-new Fox Rugby podcast, where I am joined today by Philip Kearns. Philip, welcome. Wayne, great to be here. Great to be talking rugby and positive stuff again. It is. How did you survive the COVID lockdown, mate? It's been a while since between drinks and between chats. There are some guys that have been working a lot harder than me in the COVID breakdown, and you'll see what I mean just in a short space of time. <laughs> when you look at my pretty face. Um, mate, it's been through. COVID lockdown's been great. Spent a lot of time with the family, doing a bit more exercise. I, I think I'm fitter now than when I was playing. Well, mate, you're looking fine, fettle, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, we are on a Zoom call here for the Fox Rugby podcast, so we can see our guests. And today, it's a very great pleasure to bring in the Queensland captain, Liam Wright. Liam, welcome along. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks for having me. Now, this weekend... That's Super what Rugby I mean. Look at that. Off. Great. Someone's been working a lot harder than me in the off-season. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> for, those listening, for those listening, Liam Wright is sporting one of the great beards you have ever seen. And you'll see that this Friday night when Super Rugby AU kicks off at Suncorp Stadium. It is the Reds v the Waratahs. Liam, excitement must be through the roof. Yeah, the boys can't wait. We're... Um... Oh, it's been a long time, long, long time. So to get out of isolation and get into team training, uh, there was a huge just sense of excitement and everyone was just pumped to be back around each other. And now that we've got, uh, I think the boys are probably a bit sick of training now, to be honest, and just ready to play footy again. So it's, it's exciting times. Liam, how did you find training? Were there different things you had to do during this COVID period? You know, different weights you had to do. Passing drills are hard to do by yourself. So, you know, what did you do around that? You know, was it a completely different training scenario? Yeah, it was a bit Kernsey. Um, you know, we had to try and take as much away from, from Ballymore as we could. We all went and looted the gym and took home our little portion and chucked it in the garage and um, so it was quite similar in that regard that you had to, you know, you didn't have all the all the weights at your expense and just had to find new ways to operate. Uh, lots of body weight stuff going on. Um, you'd have to repeat similar core exercises and just get the most you could out of that. Um, you know, running and stuff wasn't too hard. You know, we're still allowed out for exercise and everything each day. And, um, you know, I did mine down at, down at East, down at the local club. So, um, yeah, lots of speed work going there because, um, you know, as we've been told, that speed's the first thing to go when you when you lose your a bit of fitness and stuff like that. So making sure that we kept on top of that. Um, I was probably lucky. I live with three other blokes in my house. So there's four of us there. So I had a few people to pass the ball with without breaking the COVID rules or anything. So uh, that helped me a little bit. And we did a bit of stuff around there. And, um, you know, other stuff, they just sent us around to, to get active, keep your coordination going, you know, shooting the basketball, um, stuff like that, just keeping hand-eye going, working on stuff like that. Um, it, it was a bit different. Like, you know, it wasn't your usual footy practice or anything. And so once we came back, it took probably a week or two to get back into the swing of things that way. But uh, we made sure that when we came back, we had a pretty good base fitness and, and strength and um, had been at least trying to work on as much sort of hand-eye passing skills as we could. Liam, there was some, you know, you're talking about guys using the basketball and stuff and showing off some of the skills, uh, other skills that you learned over the, the few days um, in lockdown. Um, there were some great videos from some of the boys up there. Yeah, there was. I think everyone was trying to outdo each other a bit and, and just find something to keep busy during the time. So, you know, a few guys kicking footies in the bins and a few golf trick shots that were coming through. So, yeah, it was um, pretty interesting to find a way to keep the fans entertained. 
Absolutely. And um, keeping the guys motivated during that time, um, you know, you're, you're one of the leaders in that team. Well, you are the, the captain and one of the leaders in that team. Now, how, how did that go down? Yeah, mate, I was just trying to sort of appeal to everyone. You know, it, it's hard to really keep track of, of what the boys are doing. So we had to just appeal to them to, to make sure that we were in the best nick when we came back. And um, our S&C staff were really good and the coaches in finding quite individualised programs to, to sort of work on people's um, strengths and, and their weaknesses as well. And, and um, you know, I think especially the most, the, the big thing we could have got out of isolation was physical um, sort of gains. And um, a lot of our squad has posted really good numbers in our recent testing because of all the work they've done over isolation, um, especially as well. We've talked about how our rehab squad list have come back so much better. And, you know, guys like Harry Wilson and Hunter have, have recovered from MCL injuries and are ready to play in round one. So um, a lot of it was based around that. And and the motivation wasn't too hard. You know, we've got a group WhatsApp where the boys would, you know, throw shade at each other and, and um, post videos of them doing their stuff. And, um, you know, everyone kept trying to one-up each other. So it was um, it worked out pretty well for us. Well, this weekend, uh, this Friday night, you've got New South Wales. The hatred between Queensland and New South Wales um, gets to be reignited. Um, you know, the uh, Waratahs boys had Paul Gallen at training, and he's a guy who we know hates Queensland. Um, so I'm sure that they will have that um, drilled into them. Uh, has there been any sort of chatter around that that uh, that rivalry between the two great states? Yeah, there always is when it's um, New South Wales versus Queensland. You know, we were just, I think Thorny mentioned it before. I, I don't know how Gallon got into their bubble, but, um, you know, we've been keeping it pretty <laughs> tight up here in Queensland. And um, one thing we know is we can't wait to get out there Friday and, and versus New South Wales. It's the old rivalry and, and one we haven't done too well, uh, done so well in, in, in the past few years. So um, we really want to put it, put it to them and um, just play sort of the rugby we were getting to at the, at the end of the Super Rugby sort of comp, um, we were finding our strides, and if we can get back to that sort of that sort of style, then I think we'll um, put out a good performance on Friday. Kearns, are your memories of the rivalry between you know, you know your memories of playing against Queensland? Because you know, obviously, a, a New South Wales legend. Oh yeah, it was always a lot of fun. I mean, we we had you know the guys up there calling us cockroaches and all the rest of it and we, uh, so it was all, all all good fun but on on the park it was it was intense and and what used to happen in the old days is generally um at the aftermatch function after the new south wales queensland game the australian team was picked which was fantastic because you go straight from bashing the hell out of each other in in the game on the field and and straight after it within say an hour and a half after the game you find out that your teammates and, and you love each other again. And, and that was a really special moment. Kernsey, there's a, there's a guy in the, uh, a name in the Queensland team, Scott Young, uh, <laughs> who you would have played against his old man a bit, who, you know, is a bit of a lunatic. Uh, what are your memories of playing against Sam Scott Young? Yeah, Sam, Sam loved a slipper here or there, <laughs> or a little straight punch or whatever. He, he, was, a, he was a great rival. Uh, but again, the great thing about Sam was once he was trying to bash the hell out of us in New South Wales team, he got, when he got into the test team, he was trying to do that to the Kiwis. And, uh, and you know, Sam, Sam was a great combatant and, and, and a good footballer. And, uh, he, you know, unfortunately for him, there were some pretty good 
other number eights around it at the same time, but but Sam was part of some great test victories for us as well. Liam, so, no, it was all terrific. Liam, uh, you've got a, uh, a pretty formidable back row, which Angus Scott Young, Sam Scott Young's son, slots into from the bench this weekend. But uh, that back row that you guys are going to unleash against the Tars uh, looks pretty exciting. Yeah, I think it will be. You know, we're, we've sort of... Um, I've shifted across to six and taken on more of the, the line-out role um, alongside our second rows, Blythe and Lucan. So um, I'm looking forward to that. We've got a bit of a dual open side thing going. Uh, which will be awesome. Fraser's been, um, you know, he's been pointed to be one of the impact players in Super Rugby for a while now, and um, he's getting his first start this weekend, which will be awesome. I was just saying, over the last two years, you guys have been known a little bit as the babies of the Australian, Australian Super Rugby team, you know, the youngsters. I don't know if you've seen the Waratahs team yet, but I think they're probably much younger than you guys even. It's a, a real bunch of babies in there. Joey Walton in the centres. Uh, for example, some real new faces there. Yeah, yeah, we have. We've been known as the babies a bit. That that might be a part of the reason why I've got this this <laughs> going. You know, try and get as far away from that as possible. But um, yeah, you know, they've got a few a new few new young guys coming in. But you know, as do we. And um, I mean, they've got test forwards um, everywhere. They've got two sitting on the bench for them. They got um, you know Simo and Hoops who are you know hundred plus games. And um, you know, so I think they'll try and wear that tag. But um, you know, I think uh, I think the real battle will be um, taking on some of those guys who, who they've still got a lot of a good leaders going around and a few old dogs to guide them like that. So uh, I think it'll be interesting. And to be frank, they were playing like rubbish in the Super Rugby season when it started. <laughs> no comment, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stoke the fires there, Kernsey. No, no, it wasn't. They were terrible. I mean, you know, sometimes you can you can go back and look at that performance that the Waratahs are putting on, and you gain confidence out of that without hope, hopefully without being too cocky. And uh, you know, if the Reds go back and look at you know what New South Wales was doing and the stuff they were dishing up, they'd be thinking, oh my God, we got these guys covered. Liam, is that kind yeah, of been a mentality across the across the board? Um, you know, particularly up in Queensland, just is this just a complete utter reset? Uh, yeah, it is. For the season-wise, it definitely is. Um, you know, we made a, quite a point of doing a complete review of the end of last season and we wanted to make sure we got those in writing and, and sort of put it down so that we could make a mark, learn from it and then, and then come in anew. Um, you know, as Kernsey was saying, you know, you look at some of the form and stuff, it's a dangerous mindset to go into thinking the teams are going to come out exactly the same as they were before. And, um, you know, it's it's probably a bit of a trap to try and think like that. So, you know, we've got a few things up our sleeve and I'm sure the Tars have as well because, I mean, you know, we, we think we're playing quite good footy, but at the end of the day, we didn't get the wins on the board. So there's a few things we've had to change up as well. What about you? Out of those youngsters, I mean, we talked about all those young guys coming through. You know, there's part of this Australian number 20s that won that tournament a uh, year or two ago and, and some really good performers out of those young guys. Uh, so of, of those that you look at, who in your mind is the most talented that you've seen, that you've played with, that you've seen of that sort of 23 and under group? Yeah, um, mate, there's a few of them. And I, I think I think probably some of the most talented to come out of that group are thankfully on our side. I think Fraser and Wilso really led the way for that 20s team. Um, you know, they're, they're pack dominated and, and Fraser's their captain was um, really influential there on the way he got over the ball and, 
and around the park. And um, I think Wilso's developed even from last year where, you know, he was with us the whole year and, and didn't quite get a shout at super, but um, just, you know, for a, for a young kid, his, his body is well above his age. He's huge. He's got one of the biggest asses in world rugby, I reckon. And, uh, <laughs> he, he's putting it to use. He runs really, really strong and, and just keeps fighting in the tackle. So I think those two um, were the pick of the litter for me. Yeah, the Rebels do take the, on the Brumbies in the, in the other game uh, this weekend. And then you've got the Western Force coming back into Super Rugby AU. What, what, do you, what have you seen of those guys um, in Global Rapid Rugby? And then, uh, and then what are you expecting from them when you have to come up against the Force? Yeah, um, you know what I'm expecting from them mainly is I think that their structures and everything will be will be really set. Um, you know they've had a lot of time to train and play together and get those combinations as, and those structures working. Their attack and defence uh, system should be quite spot on. Um, you know they, they might not have always been versing the the you know top class opposition, but um, I think that'll be their main advantage is that they know the way they're going to play. They've been able to sort of work that in and, and gel those combos really well. So uh, it'll be interesting how they transfer that to the new to the new laws. And I know they had a few of those already in the global rapid rugby, but um, I think they'll be a bit of a dark horse and um, definitely not one to take lightly. Yeah, those new laws, Liam. Um, talk us through them. Have you you guys, particularly those kicking ones? Uh, have you guys been training them? Have you sort of Practice a little bit. How do you think they will change the game? You know, especially we've seen in league how the, the centre field scrum has sort of um, changed the game and, and created a lot more attacking opportunity. I think it's quite similar in, in union where, you know, with this scrum and now with the 50-22s and stuff like that, you've, you've got to almost protect the backfield a bit more, which means there's a lot more space up front. So um, it's pretty exciting for our backs and that to be able to, to attack and um, as well, you know, the momentum shifts you can get from that will be huge. Um, in which case, I think the set piece will be quite important. There'll be a fair few lineouts with people going for those, those um, 50-22s and, and stuff like that, which, um, if you get it right, can really change the momentum and get you a run on things. Not allowed crowds up there yet this weekend, are we? No, we are. We're hoping to get about 25,000 into Suncorp. We've just... Oh, we uh, are in Queensland. Yeah, we've right. just entered stage three of our restrictions. So, um, yeah, we've been doing it tough up here with the borders closed, but uh, I think it's all paid dividends now with uh, hopefully a, a pretty full Suncorp on the weekend. As no Victorians. Yeah, no <laughs> Victorians coming up. <laughs> oh, that'll be, that'll be brilliant. Uh, Liam, just personally, your rise to the captaincy in Queensland, what has that meant to you? Um, you know, and, and talk us through the, the journey from you know, being a youngster playing club rugby all the way through to, to being the captain of Queensland and what that means. Yeah, it's, it has been a, a bit of a rise, you know. It's uh, still quite young. You don't, don't always feel it and don't always look it, definitely, at the moment. But, um, but uh, you know, yeah, coming out of school and, and probably a, a pretty rocket team in that 2014 Churchy, Churchy team with, um, you know, NRL stars and Super Rugby stars alike, um, I just went straight to club footy for the first year and, and toiled around in that. And then got a, pull, a call from Paul Carrozza one day saying I've been invited into the under-20s pathway. And uh, it's just been a journey from there. You sort of, in your mind, you map it out that, um, or at least I mapped it out that the first year I'd try and just, you know, maybe sneak onto the bench. The second year, try and start. And third year, get into that I was under-20s 
um, sort of system. And, um, you know, you, you just keep finding uh, if you put in the work that the steps sort of jumble up, you know, I, um, I somehow ended up on a, in a Wallabies game against the Barbarians before I'd even really trained with the super team. And um, so I've had to do a lot of learning pretty quick and I think it's put me in good stead to um, just keep putting the work in. And um, I've just really enjoyed it being part of the Queensland pathway and um, had a lot of guys take me under their wing. You know, I trained under George Smith for a year and a half, which was uh, bloody unreal. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty unexpected, but uh, just take it in my stride and really enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, George Smith's one of my favourite players of all time. Certainly top three. Yeah. He's an incredible footballer. I was really interested to hear about your playing club footy. I think that's so critical to every young player's development. You know, to be playing against some older blokes and you learn a lot from, from that experience, don't you? And you learn to enjoy the game again because you get flogged at school, let's face it. Um, but at, uh, in club rugby, you learn to enjoy it again and you learn a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and school's um, school's great, and and you enjoy it and the the sort of um, you know the school rivalries and everything. But then it's eight games, and it's really do or die. And it's it's sort of what this comp will be a bit now. You know, you're playing um, home and away against each other, but um, there's a lot of pressure built up on that at school for for young kids. And um, just going into club, you got to remember why you're playing footy. You know, there's no one really forcing you. And um, in my situation, my family was in Sydney, so. You know, if I wanted to get down to East to play some footy, there was always good nights at the clubhouse and stuff like that. Things you, when you look back on your rugby, I think those are the things you'll really remember. But um, yeah, it, it just helps you find again why you love the game and, and yeah, great opportunity against older guys and learning from older guys um, at a pretty young age to, you know, what you need to do. What's your ambition from now? Um, I want to win a championship here with the Reds. Um, and from there, you know, that's that's my goal on a personal level as well. I want to sort of make myself a mainstay in that Wallabies team. Um, I think this comp will be good for that. I think, you know, versing Aussie teams the whole time and and as well, uh, you know, for me, get a bit of versatility playing at six as well and show a bit of, a bit of that versatility, which could hopefully put me in good stead. But um, my main focus at the moment is just this team and, and getting the most out of us and the boys that we've got here. We've got, uh, we've got guys signed on for a long time, so the next three or four years. So if we can keep this team together and, and just keep adding to what we've been doing, our, um, our coaching staff have been great with that, how we're really building our game. You know, we can see how far our attack's developed already this year. Um, so I think we've been working a lot on our defensive structures, and if we put that together, then um, we know we're not far from, from um, getting the wins and the results. Yeah, I know you guys are sort of concentrating on Super Rugby at the moment, but do you feel like this is the best opportunity now to, for you guys to put your hands up for the Wallabies? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I really enjoy versing the Kiwi and especially the South African teams as well. Being a um, being from South Africa, I, I really enjoy the way they play the game and, and having to combat that. It's a completely different style to here. But there's always more to it. You know, when you play a, a um, an Australian team, you're really going up against someone who's going for your position at higher honours. And so, uh, yeah, I can't wait. And I think that's going to be really beneficial for the for the Wallabies and Aussie rugby at the end of the year. Yeah, the thing that I like, Swanee, that I've seen uh, with some of the young guys coming through Super Rugby now, you know, that often there's an attitude from some guys that you train because you have to train, because it says it in your contract. But I see with some of the guys like Liam that they're training because they want to train and because they want to play for the Wallabies, not 
because a contract says they have to. And that's the sort of attitude we need in Australian rugby. Well, it is a very uh, pivotal time for the game here. So here's hoping that uh, all five teams can absolutely light it up because entertainment's going to be pretty key in this in this next little bit, isn't it? Yeah, Liam. completely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's we've got a pretty good opportunity at the moment. Um, you know, especially up here, we've got 25,000 fans allowed into Suncorp, which we're hoping to to fill up. Um, all eyes will be on us, sort of. Uh, it's a great platform for us to promote Australian rugby and get some positive news stories going about about our code again, which is really what we all want. Um, it's why we're here and why we just want to keep playing footy again and stay in Australia. So um, I know our boys can't wait to get out there. Well, guys, Friday night, it's the Reds v Waratahs in Super Rugby AU. It kicks off. And then Saturday night, it's the Rebels v Brumbies. A um, couple of great cracking games to kick off this brand new Super Rugby AU. Liam, good luck. Thank you so much for your time uh, on the Fox Rugby podcast. We wish you well. No worries. Thanks, Swainy. Thanks, Coonsie. Good luck, Liam, but not too much. (laughs) (laughs) And Coonsie, thank you for your time as well. That's been the Fox Rugby podcast and we'll have another one next week.